Mm-hmm. Welcome to Diary of an Ex-Ho. I'm Sherry Hardman. I'm your ex-ho. And today's guest is J.D. Stevens. So sit back, enjoy the episode, and remember the old saying, always bridesmaid when you're a hoe. Hi, it's Sherry Hardman just here to remind you to subscribe to my channel. I need subscribers. It's not going to hurt you at all. And it will make me so happy. And every time you comment or like a video, that helps me out too. It doesn't hurt you, so do it. Do it. Do it. So we're going to start off with a game. Um, okay. Just because I like to, you know, start it out on the lighthearted note. It's just a game of Mary Shag Kill. Okay. And I try to always cater it kind of in a way to the person. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so for you, I did uh, initials version. So these are going to be people who go by an initial. Now, where is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hope so. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. All right, you can see that? Yes. Hang on. All right. So you're going to marry one, shag one, and kill one. Okay. Here are your three choices. LL Cool J, Mary J. Blige, and BJ Novak. Oh, my goodness. Um. Wow. I don't think that I want to spend my life with a man. So I'm going to marry Mary. Okay. Um, we'll marry her. Um, LL looks like he would be really fun for an evening. And I don't know who BJ is. So I will kill. Oh, he's from the office. I will yeah. kill him. I will okay. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I, I think I actually share the almost every time like I'm making them too easy or something because every time I agree with the person so I have to make them a little more difficult um so what are your parents together um sort of I mean okay so they they were together for over 35 years my dad passed but my mom only loved my dad okay. So, did they have a good relationship? Yeah, they had a pretty good relationship, I would say. Were they like a affectionate? Like, did you see them hug and kiss and stuff like that? They did. My dad was not a super affectionate person, but he also was. He was very doting and loving and amazing and mm-hmm. well, great like- representation. Okay, so you had <laughs> you had a basically a good role model for a relationship for relationships. Yes and no. (laughs) Um, My dad was a really great role model, but also I would say kind of codependent. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, And my mom, she tried. She tried. I love her. I love her. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to talk shit about mom and dad. Uh, I just always say, I, I, I like to just see like, okay, where did this person come from? And how do they get to where they are? Not like that's any 
don't know. It's just this is just my own personal like this is interesting to me. Okay, so the next thing is, and this could be at really any age, but do you remember, or can you just tell me about when you what I call your sexual awakening, when you finally when you realize, hey, wait a minute, there's something going on in this world that I didn't realize was going on before. So really funny. Um <laughs> I I think I'm still waiting for that. I've had a lot of sex and it took me many men to realize I don't like men. That's not my flavor. <laughs> it took me many men. <laughs> so you feel, um, you ha- so you feel you, you just are now starting to awaken because you slept through all that kind of. Yeah, it was very mediocre. And I, just kind of thought that's what how it was supposed to go. Like after so many dudes, I was just like, I think it's, I think this is just it. I think this is all right. <laughs> mm. I just thought sex is a very disappointing thing for a very long time. Uh, it, I didn't realize I was gay. <laughs> or maybe it was also you were gay and it was disappointing sex. Both, probably, very likely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you remember, like, um, any time, like, well, it doesn't have to be when you were a kid or when you're a young adult or whatever. I mean, I th- I mean, you're still a young adult. I can't tell how old you are, but your skin's really good, so. Oh, thank um, you. But do you remember watching just, like, a mainstream movie and seeing, like, a love scene or a sex scene that kind of, like, huh, like, really kind of did something for you that you kind of wanted to go back to? Um, I was 12. And it was Titanic. Mm. Yes. I think somebody uh, said that one too. That was beautiful. That was like... <laughs> I was never as happy as Rose was with any man. And, and I was always like, why can't I have that? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Um, do you watch porn at all? I do, yes. And what's your like your go-to category? My go-to category. Um, that you're willing to admit in public. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm willing to admit that. <laughs> um, I try to find decent queer porn. It's hard, but there are sources. Yeah. Okay. So you just recently realized how recently that you that you're a lesbian or gay or whatever you want to call it. I had suspected for a really long time, like I knew that I was queer, um, and I knew that I liked girls. But looking back, it's kind of been this ongoing process, but I just kind of didn't allow myself to process it. I didn't allow myself to go there. So I was like, no, I just have to make tab A fit in the slot B, but sometimes it's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it was actually the last person that I dated. She she was a woman. And I realized, oh, this is so much different. Yes, this. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um You know, like I, what I, I often ask, like, what's your favorite position? But uh, is there positions when you're with a woman? I actually 
prefer to be the giver as opposed to the receiver. I haven't figured out what I like receiving. I know that's weird. Um, I'm still in a process of figuring that out, but I really like to give as opposed to receive in, in that regard. Okay. Yeah. How's your, um, how's your body image? It depends. It depends. Um, I think after a breakup, you're just like, well, we're trying. <laughs> but I would say it's, I'm beautiful and I accept me for me. I, um, I'm not everybody's flavor and I don't try to be, but at the end of the day, I'm my flavor, right? I like me. I like that I'm plus size. I like that I'm curvy. Um, I, I like, that. yeah, I, I think there's, there's things I want to work on for sure, but I also really love my body. It's been good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's like funny because uh, I used to go like when I first started going to like BBW dances or something, you know, and they would have them in these places. And I mean, uh, like a bar or something, and it's just just full of curvy women. And it'd be like, you know, you're bumping into people because it was a small place. And it was like, oh, no wonder why people like this, because they're like, it feels good to bump into big people, you know, because it's like cushy. Notice that. Um, do you have any <laughs> sexual? Do you have any sexual regrets? Yes, many. Do uh, you re- do you regret sleeping with men? No. Yeah. No, I think. You know, actually, I I have a really hard time saying that I have regrets because I regret screwing up my last relationship, but then I also I don't because I think everything that I've gone through has brought me to where I'm at. And I think that this is the best version of me today. And mm-hmm. I don't know that if I take anything out, if this would still be the same. So hmm. that's a good way to think of it. But come on, did you ever like just have sex with somebody like to get them to go home or something, something like that? Let me think. To go home? Or no. just leave you alone? Never? To leave me alone, no. But, but, I did, this is true, and I have a whole set about it. Um, My mom knows this. I've told her. She laughs. And probably cries on the inside. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> um, I moved in with a man that I knew for less than 24 hours because he made a decent ste- steak and had his own toilet during the pandemic because I just wanted to get out so bad. <laughs> I and then I kept like trying to be over sexual even though he he didn't even want that but and it's not necessarily that I was interested in this person looking back and that I was like I must continue to use this particular toilet I can't give this toilet <laughs> did he have a bidet or something no I just I shared one with my sister her three kids her man the revolving caretakers, we all shared one toilet at my mom's. Oh. So I was just like, oh my gosh. This yeah. is practically, this is half mine. So I just kept like, here, have sex. And he was like, I'm a, I may be ace. I don't even know if I like this. And I'm like, I don't know how else to make a relationship work. Have some more sex. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> how long did that how long did you end up staying there um so it fell apart pretty fast because we weren't right for each other um you need more than sex to make a relationship work especially when you're like not into them like he was a really nice guy and we're still friends but I remember he would go downstairs and in my heart of hearts I knew it was wrong so I would have those moments in the toilet room right where you're just like I don't think he's it but I really really like being able to shower when I want to (laughs) so we made it work a couple months we broke up spectacularly. I was a mess and just like very emotional. And I wasn't willing to admit that I was emotionally attached to not being at my at my mom's. It wasn't him that I was emotionally attached to. And I think if we're both honest with each other, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do you have a sexual bucket list? Or have you done everything you want to do? I do. I have one. I have one thing on my bucket list. Um, I want to meet the person who I'm meant to spend the rest of my life with and have sex with them every day or not every day, but like to have sex with them as much as possible until I die. Oh, yeah. See, that's sweet. Um, <laughs> Are you dating at all right now? No, no. Um, I imploded a relationship with my trauma and not being healed. And so I'm just taking this time, however long the universe just kind of dictates for me to focus on myself, focus on my goals, focus on what I want, focusing, calling in my highest timeline. And just kind of seeing what the universe like lays out and has for me at that point. So, yeah. So you do comedy. You also mentioned that you write. What do you, what do you write? I um I got so- several poems published this past year in different literary magazines. So I was really proud of that. Well, and yeah, <laughs> and I I wrote two um poetry books because I was in mourning. Um, well, I finished the second one this past year and I've written about 500 poems since we broke up because feelings, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just started writing this book for NaNoWriMo, which is where you try to write an entire novel in one month. Mm. Um, yeah. And it, it's like, you write 50,000 words in the month of November. It's called NaNoWriMo. And right now it's uh, the project I'm working on is called The Fourth Horseman. And it is a dark fantasy about the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. And her name is Death. And she kind of looks back on all of the choices that she made throughout different lifetimes in an almost cloud atlas type of Mm -hmm. uh, atmosphere uh, that brought her to being Death of the Apocalypse. That, I couldn't even begin to write something like that. So kudos to you. Like, Thank you. I can't make stuff up. I can only write about myself. I'm so self-absorbed With, that way, you know. You have amazing comedy, though. I love your comedic timing, by the way. Oh. <laughs> All right. Tell me. Um, well, first, let's just do. Uh, okay. 
think this episode is going to come out like December 6th or something like that. So do you have anything going on in December that you'd like to promote, have people look out for? December. I feel like, yes. I'm like, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, yes. I'm doing, a, oh, I'm doing a speakers event, um, but it's going to be more local. But it's actually really cool. Um, it's this event where uh, someone in my coven actually told me about it through a post. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. I'd love to partake. And she was like, cool, I'll send you the details. So I'm actually writing up um, a speech for that. So I guess that's something I have coming up. And it's to um, get shoes for people who don't have them especially during the rainy months. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's your like Instagram handle? Oh, uh, that is JD Stevens. So J-D-S-T-E-P-H-A-N-S. Okay. Cool. All right. So um, I'm just going to ask you, I, I, I did prepare you a little bit for this. So yeah. I'm just going to sit back and I'll let you tell me a story, an entertaining story okay um and i believe you you said you wanted it to be kind of focused on sex correct mm -hmm. okay did you want more funny dark hey whatever works for you whatever you want to tell is good okay um i think it's hilarious how many men i had to date in order and, and it was never good right it was never good i never questioned I just assumed that's how sex was and like the more men weren't good at it I, I just assumed okay yeah this is a thing um I'm trying to think of a really interesting story okay I did a one night stand one time and I was still in the church okay and I met this guy and we met on a dating app and I was supposed to be this highest church girl i went to bible study a few times a week and everyone was saying you know abstain from drinking and weed and drugs and sex and you know um and i had just come from like this bible study where we had like this big get together and it was all family oriented and you know christian and i met up with this guy i was gonna fuck sorry to everybody that knew me in church i'm i'm really sorry <laughs> um and i and i met up with this guy and i didn't think he was attractive at all right like i don't know if you've ever walked in and you're just like whoa but then like you're also like i mean i'm here i guess we'll see um because i would have like times where you want it and then you every time it was just disappointing so i'm at this guy's house and he offers me some weed and i haven't had weed because i'm a good christian girl so i had some weed <laughs> now i'm a stoned christian girl and i'm looking over at this guy and i realize i don't know this man <laughs> and i realize i want to leave and he was like, well, why do you want to leave? And I was like, I don't know. 
and this is after like he called me selfish and I, and I didn't care I just walked to my car because um he had been working on me for like an hour and a half but my body was just like eh. mm-hmm. right and it's not that he wasn't doing a good job my body just didn't respond to it right and so he was like my turn and I was like actually I'm gonna peace out <laughs> so I left and then he sent me an angry frowny text and then I was like really afraid and paranoid from the weed that he was gonna follow me out to my car (laughs) so like I end up calling one of my close friends that was like a big brother to me at the time I'd be like and telling him the situation and he's like what and I was like yeah and I'm high and and this happened how was your night? (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like, I don't know what to tell you. Don't drive, sleep in your car. He's not coming after you. Um, And it was terrible, right? And then I went back and decided, let's do that again. So I know, I know. That same night you went back in or you went back another time? No. So a few months go by and I... I don't think I had been dating anybody at the time. It had been a dry season, right? And I was like, I guess I'll hit this guy up. Sometimes we make really bad choices. Right. And and I was like, I mean, he was a champ for an hour and a half. Let's let's see what he got. It's been a few months. Maybe he's learned a trick or two. And I went back and it was worse. Oh no. I don't know how you get worse. He he de-progressed. So now I'm just in this situation. And then my people-pleasing comes out, which is really funny to think about because you're like, this is not a time to people-please. This is a time to like set boundaries and speak your mind. And I was like, well, I really walked out last time, so maybe I should just stay. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I was like, I don't want to be here, but... um. I guess I'll let him finish. Uh, it seems rude not to. He sent the frowny face. Like, I was sitting there telling my brain all the terrible, stupid excuses men say for them. Right. Look how many times guys do that. They just get off and then leave. And I bet they don't, like, agonize over it or anything, you know? Yeah. Could be wrong. Maybe they do. Well, he he was acting like, well, I don't want a relationship from you. I just want to use you. I'm, you know, on a break from my ex-wife, but I'm going to get back with her. And I was like, honey, I don't want to date you. But then, like, I felt like I was being used. And I think that was, like, the thing that made me feel, uh, is where he was trying to make me feel like he was settling for me. And I was just like, Sir, after an hour and a half, nothing has occurred. (laughs) I don't think you're the one settling. That reminds me of a guy that I met, and he was just so ugly. Like, just physically, everything about this guy was ugly. And I was just, like, trying to... He showed up, like, oh, I think I was at one of my son's soccer games or something, something track. I don't know. We were outside. 
And so he just stopped by to say hi. And then he just kept kind of following me around after that. Like, not like physically, but just, he always wanted to hang out. And I was like, mm. Mm. and then one day he said, I just want you to know that like, like, I don't even care that you're fat. Like, like he was doing me a favor. And I was like, Are you oh my gosh. I've had so many guys like do that or they'll like send me a dick pic and be like, don't you want this? <laughs> no. Oh, I know. No, that's they they act like they're offering like it on a silver platter, like here, have the dick I, of the gods. <laughs> I believe, unless it's spectacular, that you don't I don't really like dicks unless I know whose dick it is and all that. Like because I mean I don't really like them anyway, but it's like, you know, okay, this is my husband's dick. I'll it's fine. He's pleasant. I like him. He's all right, you know. But just as a general thing to send me, like, yeah, no, no. It's not like boobs. You you receive boobs and you're oh, like, boobs thank are you. Great. Yeah. Thank you. This, uh -huh. is, this is great. It doesn't even have to be his. It's just right. like, that's very thoughtful. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah, boobs are way better than dicks. That's for sure. All right. Awesome. Well, I think I'm done, but I just, I kind of like listening to your story made me think of a story that I want to tell sure. just because I never tell stories on my own podcast. So you're just going to have to listen to one of my stories and then we'll okay. just, all right. So um, I was 17. I was still living at home with my parents and I met this guy. I don't even know how I met him, but it was like some kind of weird way because I was kind of a hoe back then. You know, just a little baby hoe. And uh, <laughs> anyway, he showed up to my house uh, wearing a, a a shirt with a pot leaf on it. Now, my parents were like super religious. You know? <laughs> and I don't even think my dad noticed or said anything. But as soon as we, you know, he was bringing me up to his house. And, and uh, I got in the car. I'm like, why would you wear that shirt around my parents? You know, but so we went to his house and we smoked this weed. <laughs> and I think like back in the day, you know, this was like seven nineteen seventy-eight. Like I know I smoked a lot of uh pot that was angel dusted because th this was just weird. Like I remember one time smoking some weed and I could see the music coming out of the car radio and going in this ear and coming out that ear and going and like I could see it. I'm like, that's not pot, you know. But anyway, so this guy, we smoked this weed and then he laid me down on the bed and he went down on me and I came like, I was counting 27 times in a row, just over and over and over and over. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I still think about that guy. You know? I should look him up. No, I shouldn't look him up. But uh, I don't know. That was just really good. <laughs> that was really good. And it's funny because, like, I think about it now, and he was a couple years older than me. So somewhere there's, like, a 64-year-old man that I'm fantasizing about. Gross. <laughs> now, you know, that's gross. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I got your Instagram. We know what you're doing in December. We've had a good time. What show did we do together? Do you remember? Yes. Grief is a jerk. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. 
with Angela. Yeah. Yeah. I love Angela. She's sweet. She's amazing. I was hurting this summer and she made me the most amazing surf. I was like, do I have it? Yes, I do. I have it in my car. Good. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. She hand knitted me a rainbow scarf. Aww. And it's like this glittery, really pretty. Um, I think this is wool. Is this wool? I'm not sure what fabric, but yeah. it makes me happy. That's lovely. See, that's sweet. Yeah, she did. A, when my son died, she reached out to me and she reached out to to his partner a lot. And that was just really very nice of her. So mm. She's a good person. Truly. All right. Where do you live? I live in Oxnard, California. Oh, okay. All right. Well, someday I'll end up down there and I'll come down and say, hey. Hey. Yeah. Or if you come to LA, uh, just let me know. I'd love to come see you. Yeah. Should come up here sometime too. Why not? Let's see. Yeah. Tacoma. So. You're right. in. You're in Vegas, right? Vegas. No, I'm in Seattle, Tacoma. Gotcha. Okay. I go to I go to Vegas every couple months though. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Bye.